Yeah, I guess. Okay, thanks. I'm not used to these. Um, yeah, so heads up. I'm, like, I, like I told most of you that were in there this morning, I'm, um, I'm more of a one-on-one kind of guy, so this isn't normal for me but, uh, to speak to, to groups, but um, that's okay. Um, so just, just bear with me if you would. Um, but uh, yeah, my, um, I'll first, uh, before I forget it, I'll say uh, I went ahead and put the uh, contact list um, out on the little table I saw you guys had out here. Um, so if you want after, I, I would love if you would uh, um, put, put your name and just the easiest way to contact you with a phone number, email, whatever. Um, and uh, so that way I can get, um, get in talk, contact with you uh, um, and just, just talk to you. Uh, about it a little more, see if, if you guys would want to uh, uh, support us, whether it's in prayer or financially or both, what, whatever, um, whatever God lays on your heart. Um, and, uh, uh, but I, I will tell you uh, briefly, especially for those of you who, who were not here earlier, um, uh, long story, try to be short. Basically, we're over in Manhattan, Kansas, as Pastor Travis uh, told you a little bit about. Um, it's, it's a university town. Um, the, whole, the whole town is basically run by the university. Um, there's also an army post right next door. Um, and so it makes for a very interesting dynamic. Um, and it, it brings all kinds of people, just from all kinds of cultures, all kinds, um, right there. People tend to say it's, 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 it's got the small town feel. It really does. It's like a small town, yet at the same time, almost like a big city without a lot of the stuff that we tend to not like in the big city. Um, and so a lot of people like it. And so that's why it's also growing a lot, a uh, growing retirement community. We've got the NBAF coming in, which is some big fancy federal, I forget what it stands for, but it's um, basically they're doing... Uh, uh, testing on like uh, animal disease, cattle diseases and that kind of stuff. Um, some big fancy stuff. And so, but the point is that it brings, it's bringing all kinds of affluent people, which, uh, and as well as when you've got homeless in the community, we've got um, people, a lot of people from um, a lot of international students from like uh, India, China, South America, a lot from the Middle East, um, all kinds of different people from all kinds of different backgrounds. Um, and, and so uh, long story short, basically uh, what we're doing over there is whatever opportunity I can, the idea is uh, as my, my local church family is, is sending me out um, to be a local evangelist, just to make disciples who, who make disciples. Um, we, uh, uh, and so that looks like all kinds of things. It's a very transient community. I get to help people move, just, just talk with them over coffee or a meal, just, um, help them with, I mean, all kinds of opportunity, any opportunity I can find to, whether it's serve or just, to get into their lives, you know, uh, go play during the summer. I'm a baby in the cold, so it's not going to be anytime now. Um, but, uh, soon, but, um, but in the summer, the, uh, um, the parks are, uh, you know, um, tend to have, you know, the ones that have, uh, basketball goals, you know, they tend to be full of teenagers. Uh, I love to get to go and just hang out, you know, play basketball. Um, I'm not great, but 
you know, they don't care. Like I just get to play around with them and just, just hang out. And it's just another way that I get to serve, uh, or I get to be with them and share the, uh, the good news of Jesus, um, in word and deed. And, and so that's long story short, that's basically, um, that, that's what that looks like, uh, for us. And again, I can explain that, um, more as well. Um, if you want to put your, uh, uh, your information on the contact list. Oh, one other thing. I also have um, ministry cards uh, back there right next to the list. Um, um, and you can feel free to, to take that just to remind you to, um, uh, to pray for us because uh, we, we definitely need that. If nothing else, if you take one of those and, and pray for us, it'd be huge. Um, and uh, let's see. So um, what I wanted to do this morning was... Uh, I wanted um, to just, you know, basically, uh, I, I wanted to talk about um, <laughs> the whole point that I'm sure most, if not all of us, um, know. Um, but for me, it's, uh, it's helped me as God has, has given me a fresh new look at what this is all about, you know, what our lives are. Are all about. Um, and I want us to go ahead, um, if you have your Bibles, if you turn with me uh, to John chapter 3, and we're going to look simply at verse 16. And I'm sure um, first, first thing you're probably going to think, at least I would, is, uh, well, this is an evangelist. Of course, he's going to John 3.16. Um, but uh, just so you know, I'm the kind of guy that hates to do the normal uh, stuff. And yet, for some reason, um, this is uh, it's just on my heart. This, um, as God has shown me, uh, especially several years ago, as I was telling a lot of you this morning earlier, um, as God was showing me, uh, just the, I don't know, just really opening my eyes to his undeserved kindness, it just changed everything. Um, you know, this, I mean, again, I grew up going to church my whole life. Um, but, uh, but he really just started to show me, um, and, and he used different things, different people. Um, Crazy Love by Francis Chan was one he used. Those of you who maybe read it are familiar with that, um, or have heard the title at least. Uh, there are some others, other things that he used. And so anyway, I, I want us to, um, to just kind of take, try to take a, a, a fresh look at this and look at what, what this is, okay? Um, what is really uh, being said? And, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to actually camp out at the first, um, like the second word uh, uh, for the most, most of the message. Um, but let's, um, let's take a look. See, it says uh, in John chapter 3, verse 16, um, and I, I usually don't like to simply just do it. I don't want us to take it out of context, yet at the same time, um, for this purpose, I, I think it will be uh, okay in this case. Uh, we, we get the main, the main point of it. So I'm just going to read verse 16. Um, it says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, 
but have everlasting life. So, for God, all right, I want us to take a look at this. This is what, for me, and again, we've come from different backgrounds. I'm, I'm aware of that. Um, but for me, this was the part that uh, changed everything. Um, again, I grew up knowing God is ever-present, He's, right? He can be everywhere at once. He's, he's infinite. He's always been. He always will be. He is all-powerful. He's all-knowing, right? Um, and these are true, but sometimes we can uh, just, just look at these as things we check off, like, yep, I know that about God. That's true. Okay, but what, how does this affect us? Let's look at this specifically. What, what does this mean? What does this mean? How does it affect our lives, us personally, and therefore the people that we're constantly interacting with, you know, I mean, whether we're going to work or, you know, our families, we're at home, like um, whatever it is. And so, so let's take a look for God. Who's God, right? Um, I'm obviously not going to be able to, uh, um, to exhaust that this morning, but, uh, but I want us to take a look at at least a few of the things, a few uh, pieces of, of who he is. He is all-powerful, okay? The all-powerful, totally good being that has always existed, right? We know everything has to have a beginning, yet obviously there is something that has always been God, right? Has always been, and now he decided to put things here in time, He's decided to put the universe here, to put us here, right? Now, um, this, so I want us to take a look, and some of you are not very, um, you know, this is whatever, scientifically minded, uh, not as scientifically minded, that's fine, we're all different. It's beautiful, our God has made us different. But I want us, uh, I want you to at least try to imagine the best you can, um, because this is really important to get the scope of this, okay? This idea that, um, God has made, uh, again, I think this is something that can go over our heads like, okay, he's made the universe, it's out there, whatever. But have we stopped and thought, I don't know if you guys have stopped and think, to think about the universe, <laughs> right? So um, there's, uh, first I'll back up a bit. Sarah, um, my wife, loves this, uh, this little video that she showed me on, on YouTube once. I, what's it called? To the 10th power, I think it's called. To the power of 10. Thank you. Um, and it, and it, it, it's funny because it's like one of those from the 80s little boring educational films that you, you know, that you watched in, in grade school or whatever. And, uh, and I'm like, man, as a kid, I would not have cared about this at all. Um, but she's like, it's so fascinating. And, and she's, she's very scientifically minded. And, and so it's, God has used her to to kind of open my eyes to some things, but um, but the um, to the power of ten, what it does is it focuses in. Uh, it goes like um, basically really microscopic things that we can't see. Like I, I think is it in the in a person's body? I think you know like cells and the living organisms in there or whatever. I, again, I'm not that familiar that scientifically minded. So uh, I know a little, I know we're made up of cells. We'll, we'll go with that. So, um, so um, it, it goes and it just keeps getting deeper, you know, and smaller and smaller. And, and you see there's this vast world, 
in just <laughs> in our own, in our body, you know? And then um, the part I really, that gets to me is that, um, and that's the part I think Sarah really loves, um, but then it zooms out. And actually, Francis Chan actually has, um, has a, a YouTube video. I forget what it's called, but it does this and it actually shows you, it does the same kind of thing. And it, it starts zooming out. It starts at the, the horizon, I think, uh, or I don't know, at the one of the highest mountains or whatever, or, or the, the horizon of the earth. And, and then you zoom out more and you zoom out more. And, and eventually you get to where, okay, you're seeing all our planets in our solar system, right? I think most of us at least know that, right? We got Neptune and Saturn and Mars and Venus and all those, right? And, and you zoom out and you're seeing those. And eventually you zoom out a little bit more and all our solar system, you can't even see it because it's all, you know, there's the sun, okay? And then you zoom out more, and then the sun is, is just in a bunch of balls with the rest of the stars of our, of our galaxy, okay? Um, and you zoom out more, and you can't even see, um, you know, then you see our galaxy. You can't even see our sun because it's somewhere in, you know, with the rest. And then you zoom out more, and you realize there are all these other galaxies. Like, and so here, let me give you an idea. I'll give you some numbers um, to, um, to give you an idea. Okay, so for those of you who, who aren't aware, um, I wasn't actually aware of the exact numbers either. Uh, in our galaxy alone, there are, um, I Googled it, so hopefully Google's correct. Um, um, there are at least, I, I've tried to go by the very lowest number that, you know, that the scientists think, there are at least 150 billion stars in our galaxy alone. Now, if that, again, I'm like, okay, uh, let, let's get a better idea of what this looks like. So to, um, I was thinking, okay, what's the next star? I looked into that, the next star system, okay? We have our, our, our star, which is, we call the sun and the, the planets, right? And then next to, uh, next to us, next to us, in the, in the next star system, um, and they've got their, you know, planets, right? You got planets and that. The next one, okay, is the closest one to us. It said, um, I was wondering how close it was to us, and I looked it up. I'm pretty sure this is correct. Um, looked it up on Google. It said um, that if we could go, oh, shoot, I'm not sure if that was correct. Sorry, let me get right back to it because I wrote something down then I found... Okay, so if we were um, on the space shuttle, we could go... Oh, it backed up on accident. Okay, I think it was 15,700 miles per hour on, uh, is the, um, the maximum speed uh, that the space shuttle can go, okay? If you were going that fast... Um, oh, I told you. Now I lost it. What did I tell you, sweetie? It'd take us how long? Oh, 100. Yeah, I wrote down the wrong ones. Um, 100, yeah. If we could go that fast, it would take us 165,000 years to get to the next star system right by us. <laughs> 165,000 years. Okay, so we all know, obviously, I mean, just in our 100 span life, you know, give or take, um, 
we wouldn't even get a fraction of what, uh, what's the point, right? We're talking, all right, now I'm trying to get, uh, get us to see the vastness, right, of, of this galaxy we live in, okay? That's the next star system. How many stars are in our galaxy? At least 150 billion so think of all these stars. I mean, that was the closest. That's impossible. That is insanely huge, okay? Insane. It's just crazy, big. That's to the next star system, 150 billion stars and all their star system, right? Their planets around them. That's our galaxy. You know how many galaxies we have? At the very least, 100 billion galaxies in our universe. Oh, man. Here's why that gets to me. I know we can go about our lives. We can get focused on, oh, no, they caught me up, cut me off in traffic, or my wife did this to me and didn't listen to me or whatever, and I get frustrated. Um, yes, unfortunately, that's one of my struggles. Um, you know, or what, I mean, these, these ridiculous things. And we, when we don't realize, we're, we're just a little speck on a speck in the middle of, you know, like, and why did God make all of that? That's the part that gets to me, right? All these years, we haven't even been able to see. And now we've got these, these amazing telescopes that is great that we can, t- you know, but even then, like, we'll be, like, to be able to look at all the different planets is, is like, I don't know if that would be possible for one person to actually their whole life, if they spent, you know, to still look at every single one, if they could somehow, you know, but even then, no one will ever be there. No one of us. So why? Why would God make all of those amazing planets and stars and all of that out there when no human would even get to see it? Or, or at least if we can see it, we can't go there. We can't actually experience it. The reason why is because it's obviously not about us. This is for his glory. To think the whole time he put it there. Why? Because it was beautiful and it makes him smile. You know? I mean, when, when in Genesis, when it talks about him creating um, and creating everything on, on our earth, it talks about how, and um, what does it say? Each day, it says, and he was glad, right? He was glad that he made it. Um, then to think about the fact that, um, that it, he then made humans and said he was, it was very glad. So here's the thing. We're talking about God who made all this stuff. He's outside of space and time. He all for his glory, and yet he cares about me. He cares about you, like each of us. That's insane already, okay? And sorry, my 
my idea of in, insane. It's just, it's, it's unfathomable. It's, 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 it's wow. <laughs> you know, I, I, I can't, I can't get the word for it. It's, it's wow. Um, and so to, to think about this, all right, let's, let's move on a little bit. Um, to think about that God who doesn't need a stinking thing from us, right? He's God. He's not, you know, I've, I've heard people say, you know, he, he needed company from us, and that's a lie. He doesn't need anything from us, right? And, and we see that in the Trinity. He had the fellowship of, you know, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, right? I mean, that, um, I mean you see the idea of relationship even there. Like, he, he's God. He doesn't need anything, right? And yet, he chose to make us. Um, and then on top of that, he actually, so he wants an intimate relationship with us, right? That's what he made us for. And then on top of that, we rebel against him, right? Every single um, little thought, action, word, we're just through and through, we're sinful, we're evil, that's really what it comes down to. You know, we see Hitler as evil and we think we're not as bad, you know, and sure, in some ways we're not, but at the same time, we, according to, to God and compared to his holiness, we've rebelled against him. And so we're just as evil as Hitler himself in, in God's eyes of realizing that we have to be separated from him forever in hell that's the punishment we deserve. And I'll, I'll get back to that. That's more at the end. But, um, but we've got to see this, that this God, this holy God, that's something I want to um, look at. You can either turn there or not. But in, uh, in Isaiah 6, verse 3, you guys might be familiar with this verse. Um, it says, uh, so it's talking about the seraphim, these angelic-like beings um, that, are, that are there um, worshiping God uh, at, his, at his throne, I believe it said. Um, and, and it says, And one cried, one of the seraphim cried to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Now, um, I remember singing songs as I grew, grew up, you know, holy, 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 right? That song, you know, and, but now as I see what this means, <laughs> um, for the longest time, I didn't know what it means. And now it, um, wow. Number one, I want to point out for those of you who don't know, um, uh, in their culture, the way they would emphasize things, we might underline something, right? Or italicize or um, put it in bold, right? That kind of thing. Um, what they did was they repeated it, right? And so to repeat it a second time was to emphasize, to say, which is why Jesus often says, verily, verily, truly, truly, right? To point out, hey, I'm telling the truth here. This is a true thing. This is very important. Pay attention, right? It's, it's to emphasize it. Not one time in the Bible is anything said about God or about anyone three times. The only time it's only left for God alone, and it is this, holy. 
So that shows us, okay, we need to pay attention. There's something going on here, right? We all know God is love, and that's very important, okay? And we're going to get to that. I'm going to point that out here in a minute. But he also, it says, he's holy. What does that mean? Like, we've got to see, this is is crucial. There's something to this. And so... um, me, I'm the kind of guy that, you know, I'm, I, I don't have a big vocabulary. And so I like to put things um, in, you know, just our modern day vernacular. And so I'm trying to understand what does this mean in our everyday layman's terms, right? And it simply means um, different, unique. I, I have a friend, um, hopefully you don't think it's a too flippant, but the way he, um, he's uh, an, uh, an older friend of mine, he, uh, and he, he likes to say, he's like, God is weird, you know, and, and he's, what he means is he's, in our ways, his ways are weird. They are, they're different. They're very unique from ours. And, and, and so it shows that, um, that his, his way, he's tru- truly good, right? He defines what good is. Um, we, we wouldn't come up with this if it was us. We would be focused on ourselves, right? Um, but, uh, but it shows that he's truly good. It also, that, that encompasses everything. That Then we can see what true love is because it's in line with his, it's all part of his holiness, right? Of his being different, different from the way we think, right? And, and the only way to understand what his holiness looks like is, of course, to look through the whole of scripture and see the, you know, the whole of it. Um, and so you see the idea that, yeah, he is truly good and um, he truly loves us, not this, um, this uh, well, again, we'll come to that in a minute too, but Maybe I will, I'll touch on this just a minute. Um, the idea of, you know, love, okay? Not, not the idea of um, you do what makes me feel happy, you know, that our culture often says, you know, well, that's, that's love. If I don't feel loved, you know, then you're not actually loving me. Well, no, God says, you know, to actually give what, or to actually do what is best and want what is best, truly best for someone, even, you know, if they don't necessarily uh, think so, you know, like our, our kids, you know, um, they don't necessarily feel like it's best probably when we discipline them, right? Or when we say, no, you can't have that candy, um, but I really want it, you know, like, right? But we know as, as, as adults, as parents, we know that, okay, just because you want it doesn't, I'm not going to, I'm not loving you if I'm giving you, you know, a gallon bag full of candy, you know, that's not loving you, right? And letting you eat it all, you know, right now. Um, and so, um, so, so all these ideas, this is, this is God. Um, this is, or this is, this is holiness rather. Um, that, you know, that he's truly good. He's truly just. Now, remember we were made for his purposes. And that is so crucial for us to realize. We are not here to be, you know, go have a successful job or whatever, be, to be happy, right? Like, um, now there is some truth to that, right? Satan always gives us in lies. He often gives us uh, half truths or partial truths, right? Um, we, we are here to be truly happy, with God, in intimate relationship with God. That's what we're here for, okay? And so this idea that um, that's, he made us for that purpose, to be loved by him. This is a very simple way of putting it, but it's true. To be loved by him 
and to love him back, you know? Just like, like in a marriage, that's, that's the point. Doesn't mean it's going to, I mean, obviously our, our marriages are, are broken and sinful because we're sinful people. But we are, um, at the same time, you can see it, it reflects God and his, how he made us for his purpose of, to have this actual close relationship, the closest thing you've ever even dreamed of. That's what he wants to have with us, right? And so um, to think that that holy God, who's all-powerful, right, so beyond our, our, our understanding, um, I think that's, another, or that's definitely another part of holiness, right, is that he's beyond our understanding. As the scripture says that he is, he is, uh, his ways are higher than ours, right? His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. Um, and, uh, and to think that that God has chosen not to give us what we deserve, Every, now, this is another thing that's been very important for me to see. Every single time that you sin, every little lie, every little time that you're just thinking, you know, um, just selfishly, you know, of, of I, I want this for me and, and I don't care that it means that for them or whatever, or, you know, any, anything, anytime, um, you know, anytime we're, we're uh, you know, angry at someone, Jesus says that's actually murder in our heart. You know, like any of it, it's we're trying to be God of our own lives. And so it's important that we see what sin real, it really is, that it's really um, high treason against the almighty God of everything. It's rebellion. It's, it's a big deal. Um, and when we see that, and then we see, wait a minute, so therefore, he really, he should have destroyed us the first time we ever sinned. And then the next time, that's a death sentence. You know, like, you know, imagine you're being before the judge, you know, and ju- the judge, you know, gives, I, I mean, we expect it for like murderers or serial killers, right? You know, um, mass murderers, whatever, um, or, 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 uh, or um, pedophiles or, or whatever. We expect that, right? We expect high, you know, um, sentences. But for us to realize that we deserve to be destroyed and separated from God and therefore from everything good, that's, that's hell. Separated from everything good because you don't have him, you don't have anything good. It's nothing good whatsoever, forever. That's what we deserve. That's what we deserve every single time that we sin, every single time. And so I, I simply point this out to, like, I'm getting to the part of grace, okay? But we cannot jump to that if we don't first see how truly holy God is, how truly good he is, right? And to realize that every single time we deserved, we deserve to be destroyed, to be separated from him forever. And really, it is, has been his custom to be merciful to us every time. Even the people that don't come to know Christ and never will, he still is being merciful to them and has been to each of us.
time and time again, every time we sin, he's merciful and he hasn't destroyed us when he could have and really should have because he's, he's that good and holy. That's what, right? It says that we can't, we can't be in, in his presence, the scripture says, right? right? Because he's that holy, okay? So this is, we've got to see this, um, the, the fact that he is, he is merciful. And that's why, you know, we tend to just overlook that. We tend to, um, to see it just... Um, just take it for granted, the fact that he's merciful constantly, constantly merciful with us. And we take it for granted. And um, man, when we see this, it changes everything. So I, I've got an example I want to use, a, a story. Um, try to keep it uh, pretty simple. Um, there's a, a guy, uh, R.C. Sproul, um, was a teacher. He died not too long ago. Um, a great biblical teacher. And he, he was, um, he taught at a seminary, I believe. And he had, um, uh, he had a class that of students, seminary students that came in and, um, and at the beginning of the semester, he told them, um, okay, you have three big papers you had to do or whatever. And he gave them the, the outline of, of how it needs to be done. And, and he warned them all. And from day one, he said, you must have it done on time. It will not be accepted late. Okay, that's it, the end. And, um, and so you know, it came time for the first time for the first papers and he, he warns them again, remember it can't be accepted late, you know? Um, and, uh, and so people, you know, naturally, uh, especially I remember being that age, especially as students, we, you know, naturally, um, a few of them didn't turn it in. Right. And they begged him, Oh, professor Sproul, please, please, please don't, you know, give me, give me another day. I'll, I'll get it. Just help me, help me get it in tonight or, or let me get it in tonight rather. And will you, will you please? And they begged him, right? And he's, he's like, no, I told you, you know, he, he, they begged him more and like, please. Well, he mercifully gave in and he said, okay, tonight or whenever it had to be done. All right. Well, sure enough. Uh, and he reminded him, he said, remember, not next time. Can't be done next time. Second time, what do you think happened? Not only did the, the, uh, a few of them, now it was even more, right? Now, now it was like, I think, like, I don't know, half a class. It was a bunch, right? Be, um, did not turn it in. Same kind of thing. Oh, Dr. Sproul, please, 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 you know, just give us a chance to get it in, right? He's like, I warned you, I told you, you know. Same thing, right? He's like, okay, but next time I will not give you this chance, right? So the third time, what happens? Even more, he's like, oh, now they're coming in confidently like, hey, oh, hey, you know, oh, I don't have my paper, but it's okay, you know, kind of thing, like, you know, no big deal, right? They're taking them for granted. They, and, and he said, um, you know, he, he went down, he's, you know, he's, he's just uh, grieved, you know? And uh, Professor Sproul, he goes, he starts going down um, the list of his, his role, whatever it is, right? All, all the people in the class. And he says, um, he just starts reading off the names. And he says, uh, so-and-so, um, did you turn in your paper? Yes, okay. So-and-so, yes. So-and-so, no. Okay, zero. He goes on and, you know, and right away, 
oh, Dr. Sproul, no. What, why would you do this, right? Uh, that, I don't deserve this. It, that's, that's not fair, right? And what does he say? Okay, well, Mr. So-and-so, I, I, I um, recall that last time you also did not turn it in on time. So you want what's fair? I'll, I'll back up and I'll give you a zero on that one too. Oh, no, never mind. Sorry, you know, right? And isn't that, so I, I use that, so I think it's a perfect story for, to see what we tend to do, right? We tend, we tend to do that with God. We tend to take him for granted, take his mercy. Like we're just, you know, I mean, look at it. I mean, everybody just all around the whole world. Like we don't realize really how holy God is that every single time, you know, I mean, as soon as I walk out the door, you know, I should have, you know, some, some plane should crash on me or whatever. I mean, God, you know, he should destroy me. He should, that's what I deserve, you know? And, and then to realize, I mean that, and when I realized this, then it, it made light, not made light, it, it shed light on this. Um, um, when, when we see things in the old Testament, right, of, of uh, Uzzah, you know, touching the ark, and then God killing them right away, and uh, can think, there are other examples that I'm like, wow, like, usually we're like, oh, how do I, how do I deal with that? Like, that's, that's, that's the God we worship? Yeah, because he's that holy. He's that good, and he is that merciful, that he hasn't destroyed us yet. And, and yet, beyond that, he's not just merciful. So now we'll, uh, re- we'll read on. Um, for God so loved the world. Right? I'm using a different translation than I'm used to, so I want to make sure I get the words exactly right. Yeah, so loved the world, right? He loved the world so much, Right? Um, again, like I said, um, so he wants what's truly best for us, right? Which is intimacy with him. That is the whole point of why we exist, to have an intimate relationship. Um, and we see it in, you know, other relationships we might have with our, our kids or our, you know, our best friend or a spouse or different, right? Um, we, we see that and we see how beautiful it is and we enjoy that at times, those times of friendship and relationship, right? And, and, it, it's the whole point is to reflect what God has made us for. And so um, he loved the world so much that he gave his only begotten son, right? Now, I don't fully understand exactly how. <laughs> I'm, I'm not God. I don't understand this part. But somehow our punishment was put on Jesus. The penalty we deserved was put on him. And so, um, so we see that when Jesus uh, was dying on the cross, right? And he says, um, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Right? Again, I don't understand how, but we know that it was put on him somehow. And he actually absorbed it. It was way more than just physical death. He took the punishment we deserve, right? So that whoever believes in him, and this is an important thing for people like me to hear, um, it doesn't just mean intellectual belief, 
right? You can check all the right boxes. You know, I know Jesus was the son of God. He was born by Virgin Mary and, you know, all this, blah, blah, blah. You know, um, sorry, I don't mean to say blah, blah, blah. You know, it's, it's important stuff, but we can look at it as, you know, yeah, yeah, I know that, I know that. But the key is, do we see, um, or the, the key is uh, to trust him, right? To trust in him, to trust his ways are best, to trust that what he says is true, to trust that he, um, that, that, uh, he truly is all we need, right? That it really is all about him. That's what this life is here for. And the fact, man, it changes everything when we see this, right? It's like, wow, we get to have intimacy with God? With that God who deserves to punish us? And yet he wanted us. He doesn't need anything from us. And yet he chose to love us enough, right? To, to, to um, not just forgive us, but to actually constantly give us good gifts and give us himself, you know, to, to enjoy life with us. Um, and also, also going along with that, it, trust, it means, you know, trusting uh, that it's only Jesus that makes us right with, with God. Him dying in our place and then defeating death, Right? That's what makes us right with God. Um, not, not any good works we do. Um, and then it goes on and says, we won't perish. Any who trust in him, who believe in him, won't perish, will not perish. Should not perish, says in New King James. Should not perish, but have eternal life. And again, that's what I mentioned, right? We won't perish. We won't be separated from God forever, right? As we deserve in hell, true punishment, true death, but instead we'll have eternal life. And, and that's the last part I want to touch on is that it doesn't just mean we go to heaven, okay? Um, it means, what's the point of heaven? We're in heaven with God. We have true intimacy with him forever. That's the whole point right? And, and everything, there won't be any more sin. And so therefore everything will be affected in wonderful ways. But, um, but it's, uh, it's just, it, it changes everything. All our desires will be truly fully satisfied um, because we realize, because we'll have him, you know, for the longest time, I just thought, you know, hey, I want to go to heaven because, you know, my family's there and I, you know, and, and all this, and it's a good place and I don't want to go to hell. And right. But it's like, no, this is about intimacy with God, the God that we don't deserve to be with, right? And, and so, um, again, I know this can be something that, you know, probably for all of us, we've heard it many times, right? But to realize that it's that God that has chosen to love us when we do not deserve it. That's why I like, I often um, don't like to say grace anymore. Uh, the word grace, I used to say, I like to say undeserved kindness just because it reminds me that's what that is, right? He's kind to me when I don't deserve it. Um, and, uh, and again, as, as I'm sharing the good news with people in, in Manhattan, many times I've had uh, many that claim to be Christians actually have said, oh, you deserve it. You're a good guy. No, I'm not. No, no, I'm not. I mean, and that's the thing. I'm, you know, um, I, I may have shared it in there a little bit earlier, but I'm, you know, that's, um, that's I think, you know, I just... I love how we've all come from different backgrounds and different, you know, beliefs and different things. Um, and, 
at the same time, one thing that I really do enjoy now, I used to hate it. I used to really, um, it bugged me. Fake church people bugged me, to be honest. I hated it. And God, that's actually the time that about eight and a half, nine years ago, that's when God showed me, Jason, you're being judgmental against the judgmental people. You're being a Pharisee against the Pharisees. And, um, and he showed me that I was being self-righteous and, and that that is just as bad. Actually, in Scripture, it actually shows that, that that is possibly one of the worst sins, right? Like, I mean, the self-righteousness, um, it's, it's a big deal. And yet even that, God cares and he, wants, he forgives me. Um, if I trust Jesus and uh, to forgive me, and I, I trust His ways are best, and so um, I just I just pray that uh, that that uh, man that that that's, that's a, a, a fresh new perspective that we just um, or just helps us grow in this fact that every single day remembering this is what this is all about, and man, that's the love that I want to share with other people, right? That we and I say I, but I mean generally, may we all, as the family of Christ, those of us who trust Jesus, may we act actually, you know, do even the hard things like I talked about in there, you know, of each day, you know, I was scared to death of, talk, of talking to people, you know, but, but man, I want to, I want to, I want to love people like God has loved me, you know, and may I talk through, you know, it, it was a lot of stumbling over, you know, how do I say, what do I say that, oh, I've said the wrong thing, or I wish, you know, but, you know, and just humbling myself and going back, you know, I said that, and, but really come to find out, you know, I should have said it this way, or this was true, or, or, you know, we were talking about, you know, are there really ghosts, but really that's not the point, like, you know, God wants you to repent and trust Jesus, right? Um, so, the, um, so that's, I, I just pray that, that that would be a, a, a good encouragement to us all, um, uh, as we uh, continue to look at our, our relationship with God that he has given us graciously um, that we do not deserve. So can we, can we pray? Is that how to do? Okay. Um, Father, Daddy, I, I thank you so much um, for time to get to be here with more family in Christ that we we get to um, just see, uh, be reminded of your true goodness, um, of your true love, um, that there, there is affection and wonderful feelings that come along with it too, but it's, it's even beyond that. That, that you care about us deeply. You really want what's best for us. The scripture says you do not long for any of us to perish. May we all be aware of that. May we be aware that, that just because we're going to church all the time or believe in the right things intellectually, that it doesn't mean anything unless we actually accept and admit and, and, and don't, you know, we, we realize, man, your ways are best. We've done wrong. We've done evil. And, and we need to be forgiven by you. We need you. And more than that, we need you. We need, we need you desperately, constantly. Even when we think we're doing good, God, we're, we need you. Um, and God, thank you that you've chosen to give us yourself. You didn't have to. And that's the key. You didn't have to at all. But God, thank you for loving us that much. Um, may we be just grown in that more and more. May you please grow us 
permeate us with, with your, your, loveness, your love, your, your, your understanding of, of your love. Um, and may we, may we grow in loving people, you know, faith expressing itself through in love. Um, God, I pray that you would each person here um, specifically, I don't mean it generally, specifically, I pray that you would draw them ever closer to yourself, that you would um, use them to, to show other people Christ's love, that this really is the whole point of life, truly, and that it's going to be so clear one day when we're with you forever. And man, can't wait for that day. Amen.